What's going on, guys? Welcome to the third ever episode of the College Football Degenerates Podcast. Michael, how are you feeling today? Uh, I'm feeling good. You know, this is the first episode online. We're filming it over Discord, not in person, the first virtual one. Uh, you know, it's interesting, I will say. And speaking of interest in college football, it's getting really interesting, okay? If, I mean, you can't get, you can't, I mean, man. 21 days away about till week, week zero. zero. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And not it's to mention, be... you have all this realignment stuff that's happening, which it is insane. It is. The Pac-12 is basically the Pac-4 now. And, <laughs> um, yeah, basically, um, just re-saying a little bit what Michael was saying earlier, um, yeah, a reason it took a little longer to get our third episode out is we've just been trying to figure everything out and set everything up because, um, by the time this episode comes out, Michael's going to be back at college, and we're just going to have to do everything virtually now. So we just wanted to get all that set up. Um, but me and Michael have been um, we've been we've been cooking up something in the lab that we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna bring to you this episode, and um, this is the idea we've had. So up until week zero, it's 21 days. So it's exactly three weeks. So our plan is we're going to put out two episodes a week, and each of those episodes is going to have a conference, and we're going to go over each team in that conference. We're going to talk for like just like maybe two to three minutes on their schedule, give a give a schedule prediction, talk about their strength and weaknesses going into the year, and just kind of give an overview over the next three weeks of basically the Power Five conferences. And then our last episode, we'll go over a couple Power Five teams we think can put in some work yeah. this year, but um. Of course, Michael being a Georgia fan, we're going to start with the SEC this week. And thank God we don't have to start with Georgia. Michael, do you want to do you want to start us off with our first team? Yeah, uh, we're going to be talking about the Florida Gators. Uh, this is the second year under Billy Napier. Uh, no Anthony Richardson this season. Um, we got Graham Mertz as the quarterback. Graham Mertz is him. <laughs> no, I mean, he, uh... he's not – uh, he's got some good traits, but he's just yeah, he hasn't put it together. Uh, and you can tell that uh, this Florida team is not—they're not going in the right direction right now. They're kind of sort of stuck in neutral. I think. I mean, Billy Napier's been recruiting well, but I don't know. You look at their win total, and their win total is five and a half. Um, yeah, I think it's um, I think it's five and a half is what we were looking at. Yes. So um, so let's just go quickly through these games. I think most of them you can kind of just most of them are just to pick them. Florida versus Utah, week one. Utah's Utah. gonna get a dub. Do you have any? Do you have anything about that to say? Um, no. The only way I could see Florida winning this game is if Cam Rising isn't uh, ready to go. And then it could be interesting, but even then, I think uh, Utah is just more talented than Florida. So even if Cam Rising's not playing, I think Utah gets yeah. that win at home. Um, I would but, agree. Um, always say yeah. McKinney, what's his McNeese State is the next game. Uh, I even yeah. if I'm down Nothing on to Florida, talk about there. <laughs> Florida's going to win that one. So one and one, and Tennessee. Um, I feel like there's really no debate there. I think Tennessee's going to beat Florida. You yeah. have any disagreements? No. Tennessee's offense is just too good for Florida. 
I'd agree. Um, moving on to Charlotte, I think Florida will win handily, give them a little bit of confidence, taking them two and two going yep. into the Kentucky game. Um, I feel like it could be interesting. Um, I see Kentucky getting the win. I think Devin O'Leary is going to have a good year, but um, Same. all right. Um, and then after that, so Florida will be two and three. They move on to Vanderbilt. I think Florida is going to get the win. Yeah. I um, I can't. I just can't pick Vanderbilt in conference play. It's no. just my one rule to go by. You just don't pick Vanderbilt in conference play unless they're playing Kentucky. When Will Levis is their quarterback, <laughs> and I bet on Kentucky. That's the only time that Vanderbilt wins. But um, so three and three, and then they go into a four-game stretch where they're gonna lose all their games. They play Spencer Rattler in South Carolina, Michael's Georgia Bulldogs, KJ Jefferson in Arkansas, LSU in their their title hopes. I don't even think Florida puts up too much of a fight versus either of those teams, no. except for maybe Arkansas. I've been sitting on it a little bit more, and we were talking about it, and I was leaning more Arkansas. And this is maybe, in my opinion, the most 50-50 of the games. I just think where Arkansas is at, what Florida's going to be good at. Now, I don't think they're going to be as good as it, they were last year at this, and this is their one of their few strengths. I think... I think Florida beats Arkansas. I think they do. I think Arkansas's run defense, um, which was bad last year, I think it's going to, you know, be – hopefully it's better, but I don't think it's going to be nearly good enough to stop a Florida team that <laughs> if they're going to win games, they're going to have to pound the rock, you know, uh, 30, 40 times a game basically. <laughs> All right, well, you know, just because, I guess just for the heck of it, I'll entertain that, and we'll just say that Florida gets the W, so no, I mean, they're 4-6 heading you into wanna the say, last two you games. Wanna say they beat Arkansas, you know, if you want to say Arkansas beats them, I'll say, I think the Gators get it done, but yeah. it's close. It's going to be definitely close. We're we're gonna go we're gonna go with my Arkansas pick. I think I think you're delusional. I think I think they're gonna enter their last two games of the season three and seven, and then they'll finally get their Billy Napier signature win against Missouri yeah. because that's the team that everyone in the SEC beats. I mean, last year, this was probably one of the most exciting things I watched last year. I had a six pick parlay last year, and Vanderbilt was playing Missouri. No, no, it was Auburn versus Oh, that was, that was genuinely one of the nastiest games I've ever seen. Holy oh. End of the game, I had Auburn. Obviously, I think Auburn's going to get it done. They were plus money. I was like, this is crazy. And then Missouri's 200-pound kicker comes out for a 23-yard field goal, and he absolutely shanks it. And then, um, and then Auburn turns the ball over in overtime. And Missouri gets the ball, and they have a wide-open touchdown. He's running towards the end zone, and he lets go of the ball before he gets into the end zone. That was terrible. And they rule it as a touchback, and then Auburn goes on that to horrible. win. So I have a lot of love for Missouri for how bad they are, and considering that, I think Florida's going to get the win. Yeah, I have to agree with that. Uh, and then Florida State game, uh, it might be even worse than last year's game. And last year was pretty bad. So. I would have to agree. So um, that would mean they would make it 
out with a four and eight yeah, record this year. So eight, a little. I, I think we're gonna five and seven. The point is, I don't think they hit that over five and a half in total. So I think the under. Oh, I agree. They're not. I think going that to. Un- the under is a pretty good bet. It is plus money. I think it's, it's a pretty a good plus play. money. You know, so that means. Well, it's just crazy. Yeah, cause it's crazy to think of a Florida team under five and a half wins, but I really think it's going to hit yeah. the under. Um, not looking good for Florida. This team strengths and weaknesses. Um, their strengths, as I was talking about, I think they're they got a really nice running back room. Uh, yeah, headlined by uh, Trevor Etienne, um, or yeah, Trevor Etienne, and the brother of Travis Etienne, you know, former uh, Clemson running back and current Jacksonville Jaguar. He was really good the last season, but I think their weakness is going to be their passing game. Um, Anthony Richardson wasn't extremely anything special in the passing game for a lot of times, but he had an absolute cannon, um, and. He was also really a dynamic rusher, which helped the rushing time. But you look at, you know, their uh, receiving room, it wasn't good last year. It's still not good. And their offensive line, which was a, a strength last year, they lost numerous starters. So would you agree or disagree with that, Toby? No, I would agree. I would say their running back room is their strength. And I would say their question marks slash weaknesses – um, their quarterback room and wide receiver room, which you really need to be good, is not there. And then I have questions about Billy Napier, yeah, but um, yeah. Um, moving on from there. Um, quickly, quick disclaimer. Um, if you're listening to the episode and you hear the team I'm about to say, and you're like, Toby, how how are you gonna keep this in under three hour segment? when Michael's talking about Georgia. I'm going to tell you I don't know, but we're going to attempt to. <laughs> All right. Okay? So well, it's, it's very easy. Next it's on our easy. list. This is how I'm going to do it, okay? They're going 12-0. and up. They're going 12-0. and up. All right. Well, our next team, if you couldn't tell already, is the Georgia Bulldogs, okay? And, Michael, tell me if I'm wrong, but – you have them winning all 12 games. You don't need to tell me why or how. Yeah, just just, just said, going just into this, you have them winning all 12 games. They're 12 and 0. Uh, they're by far and away the most talented team and you know that they're going done their scope, you know. They're there's not a team that's more talented than them that they're going to play is what I'm trying to say. Um, and they're going to be double digit favorites in every single game play with the exception of maybe the Tennessee game and that's going to be about 8-9 and um, I don't want to you know say anything that sounds too crazy but because it's not but uh, Tennessee has you know they haven't been the offense that they are against other teams when they play Georgia and that's not to say that, like, and they're doing some, against some really good defenses. You know, Alabama last year was, for the most part, a pretty solid defense. Not as good as, you know, in Alabama you'd expect, but they're pretty good. LSU had a pretty good defense. Um, uh, Clemson is known for their defense, and Tennessee tore them up. It's just they haven't figured it out against Georgia. Maybe it's uh, Georgia's defense. Uh, you know, the defense that they play has kind of shut down the Tennessee offense. And um, Georgia, you know, was able to run up the field a lot, you know, uh, these last two. 
Yeah, I um, I never, I never usually say this, and I can't believe I'm saying this because I hate agreeing with you. But as of right now, I don't even really want to go over every game because Georgia's schedule for being a national champion is an absolute cake this year. They have teams like Ball State, UT Martin, and UAB hey, for non-conference play, whereas Alabama's going to have to play right. Texas because Alabama. As big balls. Okay, hold on, hold on. First off, not, first but off. But before you respond. Okay, say, no, say what you're no, going to say. No, gonna before say. you respond, okay, all I'd like to say is, looking at their schedule, the only games I feel like they can drop is Tennessee, South Carolina, Ole Miss, and maybe Auburn, but I don't think they're going to drop any of those games. Unfortunately, I do think Georgia's going to go undefeated, okay? And you know what? No. The turntables are going to happen right now, okay? I'm going to take your job, which is you're going to say the strengths and weaknesses. So I'm going to be on, Michael Ahern for before, a second. Before, right, you, you, just say, tell me how I do, before okay? you say, I will say, speaking of their schedule, they did have Oklahoma on their schedule. But due to scheduling stuff with the SEC, they took it off. Now, I wish they still played it because guess what? I'm not afraid of Oklahoma because they would have walked in the, you know, Norman, Oklahoma and beat them by 40. And then everyone would be like, oh, well, who have they played? Oklahoma's not even that good. They're not even that good. And I would say, well, not wrong, but, I mean, you can't control it. And they do have Georgia Tech. Uh, Georgia can't control the fact that Georgia Tech sucks. It's just what it is, you know. And you, you can't say, oh, well, don't play. And that's a... A big rivalry game right there. Uh, also, another thing, this is a little bit of a joke, but Alabama is afraid to play UAB, so that's the only point. Oh UAB my has gosh. been trying, oh no, UAB has been no. trying to schedule games against Alabama and Auburn for a while, and they just don't do it. They just don't pick up the phone uh, for whatever reason. It's yeah, yeah. Well, getting back onto the topic of the team that we're talking about, which is Georgia. All I will say is this, all right? We both think they're going to go 12-0 and looking at their schedule now. I do think some of those SEC teams like Tennessee and South Carolina could give them a fight. And if you get the Spencer Rattler of the last two weeks of the season, yeah. I think that could be a good game. I don't think South Carolina is going to pull it out because I think it's too early in the year, and I think South Carolina is going to have a really good year. But those early games, I think they're going to struggle with a little bit versus someone like a Georgia. But... Moving on to the strengths and weaknesses. Strengths probably will have the best defense in the nation. They have a top five coach top in the nation. Um, their running back room is going to be good. And then only question marks for me is really Carson Beck. Can he, can he be what Georgia needs? And from what Georgia shows, they don't need much because they won two national uh, championships. Yeah, Spencer. I mean, I, I thought Carson Beck looked really nice in their spring game. Um, and I – that was not a Carson Beck. I, I thought it was going to be Vandergriff, if I was being honest, because I thought, you know, Vandergriff had more mobility. Uh, and Kirby was talking about it a lot. He was like, having that mobility is an important part of what we want for the quarterback position moving forward. But Vandergriff did not look nearly as good as Carson Beck did. Carson Beck looked, you know, like he'd been in college football for a long time. So, um,. Yeah, I think. Nope, I would um, I would agree. Um, yep, not, that's I, yep, I, that's I the end of the, to, of the Georgia segment. Yep. I, strength, yep. the biggest strength is their linebacking room. Uh, 
Uh, uh, Johnson, you know, he was nasty. And Smile Molden is a really good linebacker as well. Same as with Xavier Sori. I mean, that's one of the best linebacking rooms in the nation, in my opinion. And also, you can't forget their tight end room. Brock Bowers is, you know, Brock Bowers. Uh, and Oscar Delp, um, he's a really, really talented tight end as well. Um, like, there are a lot of teams that would – Oscar Dell would be a starter for, and he's just at Georgia, so he's not. And I think their biggest weaknesses, um, despite the fact that you might think I don't think they have weaknesses, they do. I have questions about their pass rush. Um, their pass rush really wasn't that good last year. Uh, you wouldn't know that, uh, but most people think, oh, Georgia, they're destroying everything, but they weren't getting too many sacks, and they lose Nolan Smith, and they lose Jalen Carter. Uh, so I do have some questions on how they're going to develop you know, pressure outside of Michael Williams, who I think is an extremely talented player. Uh, he's going to have an amazing year this year. And I think their other weakness is Mike Bobo. Um, it's not a weakness, more of a question mark. Uh, how, how is Mike Bobo going to look um, as offensive coordinator, how is that offense going to look? I assume it's going to be probably around the same as last year with Todd Monken, but that's a real question mark there. So enough Georgia talk for. Oh, yeah, yeah. I agree with everything you said. Um, I am <laughs> I'm overjoyed to move on. And I'm actually very excited to talk about this next team because I think they're going to have an interesting year. And, of course, it's the Kentucky Wildcats. Um, They got the quarterback transfer, Devin O'Leary, which, hot take, not so hot take, I think is better than Will Levis. No one talks about it because he was injured all of last year. But this kid can play. And um, they they start off their season with all their non-conference games, which are all cake. I mean, they play Ball State. Eastern Kentucky and Akron. No, they're going. Michael, do you have uh, any rebuttal to that? Also, I mean, I don't think. I'm bringing it up. Kentucky, their projected win total is six and a half. Um, well, that's actually kind of crazy because they start off with Ball State, Eastern Kentucky, and Akron, like I said. Then they play Vanderbilt and Florida. And then they play Georgia. And I think they're going to be 5-0 and going into that Georgia game. And it's going to be your typical, I mean, Michael, I don't need to tell you about this. It's going to be your typical decent SEC team, is undefeated, having no competition, plays Georgia. Everyone hypes up the game. Um, Georgia's probably going to win by like 30. I agree with everything but the fact that Georgia's going to win by 30. I don't think, I think it'll be a probably, they're going to win by a good deal. Uh, as a Georgia fan, I just know that they don't blow Kentucky out like that. Uh, Kentucky is a very physical team. Uh, not to say that I don't think I don't think Kentucky is going to beat Georgia. Obviously, I don't think they have much of a chance there. But I think it's going to be a very physical game, and it's going to cause some problems. Uh, you might uh, seem surprised that I would say this. Yeah, I could see that because I remember last year's. No, I'm I'm actually not too surprised thinking about it because just the last couple of years. I mean, last year. That was just yeah, a Bennett game. I mean, he threw two awful picks, kept Kentucky in the game. But the same thing's going to happen this year. Kentucky can just – they couldn't move the ball at all. And I don't think that's going to change this year. Georgia's defense in um, no way is going to be as good as it was last year. But I don't it's going to be mean, insane still. So they said the year before that, but I, don't know, I think Kirby's recruited. But no, Missouri um, is the next game. 
It's a very interesting game. I think they're going to win, though. That's a win. Um, then... And then they'll be going. Well, they'll be home for that Tennessee game after that, and they'll be six and one. I actually, hmm, I can't go as far to say as that they'll beat Tennessee. I think that's a game that they could win, especially if they're six and one and are confident and they're home. But I'm going to say they dropped that game to Tennessee um, just on paper. Next game at Mississippi State, going on the road. I'm going to have Mississippi State win in that game. Um, I, I think Devin Leary is a really agree. talented quarterback. Um, but um, I think Will Levis is going – I mean, not Will Levis, excuse me. Uh, Will Rogers uh, is going to put up some big stats. Will Rogers – I mean, now, you have to see what happens with Mississippi State's offense, and it is a product of Mike – it was a product of Mike Will Leach, Rogers rest is in insane. Peace. Um, but he was a good quarterback, and I think they're moving a little bit away from as much of an air raid team. They're going to run the ball more, but I just think they're going to still be, for the most part, an air raid team because it's a team that's built for the air raid. And, you know, I don't see them over one season completely overhauling it. And Will Rogers will likely, barring any crazy injuries, will be the all-time SEC leader in pass yards, which is a crazy thing to say. Um, but you look at the stats, and he's really close. Um, and I think Mississippi State wins that game. Um, yeah, I um, I agree. So they would um, they'd be dropping games to Tennessee, Mississippi State, and Georgia. So they would be... They would be going into the Alabama game 6-3, and three, and nothing to really talk about here. I think they lose to Alabama. It could be a good game because there's huge question marks but, in yeah. Alabama at quarterback, but we'll get to those later. So just on paper and what will probably happen, I think they'll come out of that 6-4. and four. And then they play South Carolina, and you could probably say it's a toss-up, but as high as I am on South Carolina this year, I just I can firmly uh, say yeah, I, I think, think South, South Carolina is going to take that game. As well. um. So after that, Kentucky would be six and five going into their last game of the year against Louisville. Um, I think the game could be interesting, and Louisville is home, but I think yeah, Kentucky I, I, I got the win and that. ends the season um, seven and five. I think I think Kentucky's winning it and. So that means that they're over six and a half hit. Uh, I feel like that is it's. I'm not extremely confident in that if placing money on that, but I think over six and a half is a good bet. Uh, strengths and weaknesses. Uh, Devin Leary um, coming in at quarterback. He is going to uh, make a big difference, uh, as well as the fact that. Kentucky always is a agree. very physical team, and that's going to win them some games that might be like, oh, or they're going to keep them close into some games that you might not think they should win. And if they win some games that they're not supposed to, it's going to be because they out-physicaled the other team. Uh, and I think their weakness has to be um, just weapons around uh, Devin Leary. Kentucky has not had the best weapons. Um, since Wandell Robinson left. Um, that was another reason why Will Levis struggled last season outside of his injury. He just didn't have a lot of receiving options. Um, 
And I think the receivers will be better, but it's definitely a question mark I'd have to see before I come out and say, oh, they have a lot of good uh, receiving options. How, what about you, Toby? No, I would agree. Um, just to sum up what you said, because I agree fully. I think their strengths are Devin O'Leary, their physicality, and I like what Kentucky's been doing defensively the last couple of years. Last year was more of a down year, but I like some of their corner play. Um, and then weaknesses, I mean, offensive talent. I mean, they ha- they've had nothing to build around the quarterback. You wasted Will Levis's tenure there with, with lack of talent. And um, I think it's just gonna be more of the same this year for Kentucky. Just a mediocre year, but I think they're gonna I think they're gonna put up a fight in some games, make some games interesting. But um, just more of the same this year. But um, moving on, we have a team that we will probably take probably the least amount of time on, besides like Vanderbilt or someone like that. We have Missouri. Um, I don't. I don't have too much to say. Uh, yeah, so Missouri, their win total is six and a half. Um, I, I mean, which is little, crazy to me. It's um, crazy. You know, first game, South Dakota, I think they win that. Um, Middle Tennessee State, I think they win that. Hands down. I don't they, know. They Middle Tennessee really State was really good, good last year. They I could see them putting up a fight, Miami. but I do see Missouri getting the win. Yeah, okay, Missouri's going to... We're talking gonna, about Missouri, though. Okay. Like, I think they're a decent enough level. Okay, all right. Let's just let's just move on to Kansas State, I think they beat which Memphis. I think they get their first loss of their season. Yeah. Yeah, and then uh, and then they play. Vandy. I think it'll be a close game, but I agree with you. Win there. Loss. So they're four and one going into LSU, Kentucky, South Carolina, Georgia, Tennessee, Florida, uh, Arkansas. Yeah, in which they lose. I wouldn't be surprised. Now I'm saying this. I wouldn't be surprised if they beat Florida. I wouldn't be surprised if they beat Arkansas or South Carolina or Kentucky. I just I don't think they are. Um. Yeah. Uh. No, they they played it smart though. They had all of their non-conference and weak games in the first five games of the year, so they'll be four and one. And people will be saying, "Oh, is this Missouri's year to be mediocre?" Yeah. Because they haven't even been that recently. And then they're gonna lose the rest of the year. So, um, strengths uh, and weaknesses. Strengths. It's Luther Burden. Luther Burden is, I in my mean, opinion. A- Probably a yeah. top five wide receiver in the SEC. He's extremely talented. I was uh, very disappointed uh, when he committed to Missouri over Georgia, uh, and he well, it was it came down between those two, and Missouri oh made a big push for the hometown guy. Um, yeah, I, I think if they're going to win games, it's going to be because Jake Garcia, their quarterback transfer from Miami, uh, made some. Big plays. Um, I don't know. Uh, weakness. I just don't know if they're. They just kind of have a lack of talent, I guess you'd say. Um. Yeah, especially like I would say compared to some teams, they have some decent talent, but 
in the SEC, they are okay, arguably the worst team when it comes to talent. Maybe behind uh, Vanderbilt. I don't know. Yeah, I guess but. four wins is what we're going with. Um, but four and eight, yeah, that's and I mean they're for four cupcake wins too. I think they'll win them handily, but yeah, just any game with decent say, competition, uh, I just don't think they're they going to be able to pull out. Like six and six, it wouldn't surprise me. That seems what Eli Drinkowitz has been able to do uh, for most of his tenure, and he did get uh, extension, which I was uh, I found kind of interesting. Um... Oh yeah, yeah. So it was, on, it was weird, especially get, after last year. This, but I, you look at their schedule. Um, <laughs> you know what their you know what their record has been these last few years? It's been drink. It's been six and six, five and five, six and six, and six what? and six. Um. So I don't know. Uh, maybe they win a game. We're not thinking they're going to win. Like maybe they beat Kentucky, or maybe they beat. Florida or Arkansas. I don't know. But the point is, uh, Missouri's not going to be a team that's going to be extremely interesting. Not going to be a dark horse team. And I think they're that they're just going to struggle yeah, like they that do under every six year and, in the six SEC, and a half but wins, I think. Again, this is all on paper. Bet, what we're saying. I would agree. Um, moving on to a way more interesting team and a team I'm huge on this year, which is South Carolina. Um, we talked about this in one of the previous episodes, but Spencer Rowler is one of the only quarterbacks, if not the only quarterback in the nation, that I can confidently say has one of the lowest floors because of his decision-making that I can think of. However, he has a Heisman ceiling. And yes, I mean like winning the Heisman ceiling. That's that's how crazy his talent is. It's just, will everything else be there? The intangibles, the decision-making, which he did not display till the end of the season. I mean, he had more touchdowns in the Tennessee and Clemson game yeah, it's than he did gonna in be all the previous weeks also, before that in the we'll entire season. That. South so, Carolina's win total, it is six and a half. Um, all right. Um, I haven't looked at their schedule yet. I'm pulling it up. However, I'm just going to say right now, I think it's going to be over. But let's look at it. Um, Week one, which arguably is the best week one game. They play North Carolina and Drake May. Michael, I know you're it's a definitely going to be a native. very interesting um, game to say the least. How excited are you to watch uh, this game? We got two very dynamic quarterbacks: Spencer Rattler and Drake May. Um, and yeah, so I, it's going to be a very interesting game. It'll probably be who ends up scoring more points that wins the game. Uh, it's not going to be a defensive battle. It's going to be a shootout. That's what I'm trying to say. Uh, That's the truth, probably. especially if 
North Carolina's defense is anything like it was last year. But surprisingly enough, I have South Carolina pulling out the W. Uh, yeah, you're right. I, I think North Carolina's opinions, going to win the, win the shootout. I think Drake May is just the more talented quarterback is what's going to end up being the thing that does them in at the end. Um, it'll be a very close game, and if South Carolina wins, I would not surprise me to say the least. So we're we're split on that game, but at least we can agree on the next, which yeah. is a cupcake non-conference. Uh, they yeah, play Furman. Nothing to say here. Obviously, they're gonna win. Michael, you agree? All right. Um, obviously, don't want to harp on this for obvious reasons. Once I state who they're playing, but week three they go to Georgia. As much as I hate to say uh, it, I do. I do think they're gonna lose, Michael. I'm not even gonna ask if you agree because we all know you do. Uh, oh God. <laughs> um. All right. So. I have them two and one. You have them one and two going into week four against Mississippi State. Um, I think this is close to a pick 'em because it's going to come down to the quarterback matchups. I'm liking Mississippi State this year, but given their home field and how close this is, I'm going to give South Carolina the win against Mississippi State. Okay, so. Um, let's just say so for the sake of things, three and one, right, two and which two. I always am. So three they're three and one going into the Tennessee game. Um, they're going, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, Tennessee's favored by almost 13 points in this game. South Carolina embarrassed them last year. And you're all probably thinking Tennessee's going to get the revenge. Absolutely not. I think South Carolina is in no way going to put up that much points. In no way going to blow out Tennessee like they did. But it's Tennessee. I think South Carolina is going to pull out the W. Um, yes, sir. For the for the sense of rationality. I will. I will I put think, your Tennessee win. I mean, on our actual record, if you. I like mean, that's your prediction. Rashly, but I think Joe Tennessee's Milton, probably going to win. Yeah, I have question but. marks about him, but I just think that Tennessee offense, again, similar to the North Carolina game, just overpower a South Carolina offense that is good, but I just it's not at that elite level of those two. It's going to be a good game, though. Um, but I mean, it's. Yeah, it will be. So, no, yeah, I was just gonna say they're going into the um, next game, um, three and two or two and three, whichever record you want to go with me or Michaels. Um, they play Florida, Missouri. I think those are both yeah, wins. Yeah, I gotta I agree. The Florida game can and they be play slightly at Texas a and I think those are both wins. Aggies. Um. This was a game that South Carolina won last year. I think Texas A&M will be improved, however. I think A&M gets the win against South Carolina. Uh, what do you think? I disagree. Um, I think South Carolina gets the dub. I'm just so high on Spencer Rattler this year. I just don't think he's going to drop games like this. I think he's going to play up to his competition. 
but I can see where you say Texas A&M would get the win. Mm-hmm. Um, then we'll add up total records at the end of what we each think, but Jacksonville State, South Carolina is going to get the win. Yeah. Nothing to talk about there. Then they play Vanderbilt. Also nothing to talk about there. North Carolina gets the win. Um, I do think the next two and last two games of the season are interesting. I think the Kentucky game is going to be really good. Um, I think it's going to come down to quarterback play, and I yeah. think South Carolina has a better roster built around Spencer Rattler. So I'm going to uh, go no, with South Carolina, I was about, but well, I would understand if you did lead Kentucky, Kentucky in this because it's kind of a South pickle. I think South Carolina will win this game. It'll be close, but I think the, cock, the Gamecocks get the win. Spencer Rattler shows out. And then the Clemson game. This is a very interesting game. It is. I'm. I'm. Again, not to get away from the SEC, but I think top uh, three person I'm most yeah. excited to see this year. It's gonna be Kate interesting. Klubnik. I want to see if he very can get interesting it done. game. I don't know. I think it's gonna be very close and. I don't know if I can pick South Carolina to win this game. If they won, it'd be crazy. It would not surprise me, however. I think I'm going to pick Clemson to win it. Yeah, I'm going to pick Clemson to win it. But if South Carolina did win it, it would not surprise me in the slightest. I think they're going to have a good year. And... Yeah, I would agree. Um, it's going to be close, but I think Clemson is going to pull it out. It's a rivalry game. I think Clemson will be playing for a bid to the ACC championship. So I have them going 7-5. and five. What but, did you, um, you It's going to be a great game. You know, like 9-3? and um, You had them winning the North Carolina and the A&M game, which, is, which I had those as lost. So, yep, I have them going nine and three. Whether it's seven and five or nine and three, I think the over six and a half. Uh, you would agree? Over six and a half is a, in my opinion, a really good bet for South Carolina, especially considering the fact that it's at plus one forty-four. Oh, hundred so percent. You're getting well over even money. Uh I mean, so you put a hundred dollars down on South Carolina over I would agree. You know, ten and a half, over six and a half. You're making a hundred forty-four dollars. You know, so that's a really good payout, especially because I would have expected to be opposite. I think South Carolina is going to be a good team this year. You know, and yeah, so strengths and weaknesses. Um, if you want to go first, you can. Yeah. Um, strength, Spencer Rattler. He's him. Okay. Strength, again, coach. I love the coaching. Um, and then I just love the way this team plays under the coaching. They play with the tenacity. And again, I know you can say that about every team. But if you just look at the way that South Carolina was really rallying around Shane Beamer, and just the uh, entire team last yeah, year, especially agree. Spencer Rattler. Uh, it was special. And I think they're going to have a special very year. Very interesting thing. I mean, is it crazy to say, however, that their biggest strength and their biggest weakness is Spencer Rattler? 
I mean, I don't think that's crazy to say. Because, no, I mean, the, 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 I think I think it's absolutely no, crazy to no, say I mean, because you, he's a question mark, but he's not their like, biggest weakness. He's like, I mean, he's, he, like, there are games where he is the best quarterback in the SEC. There's other games where he's the worst quarterback in the SEC. Like that game against uh, Georgia State last year, uh, or the game against uh, Georgia, or the game against Charlotte. Those were all games where he looked bad. But then games against you know Tennessee and against Clemson, he looked great. He looked like uh, it's true. It's true, but I don't think you could say he's their biggest weakness. Uh, you can't say well, that. You can say he's uh, their biggest strength, but in no way, shape, or form is he their biggest weakness. Okay. okay. Well, uh, like I understand another what you're guy. Saying, I just don't like the way you're guy, saying it. You know what I mean? You might not have heard him. He's a true freshman. He's a guy that I think will make a massive impact. That is, um, Nicole Harbor. Um, is a five star out of Washington D.C. A little bit of edge rusher, play a little bit of tight end. They're lining. They have him on their depth chart as a wide receiver. This is a dude who's six foot five, two hundred forty pounds, and he was playing edge rusher. He's going to line up for receiver for them. Yeah, and he was a like one of the best track guys in the nation. I mean, that's unheard of in my. I mean, I I think he's a guy that. I don't know how it much of an impact it's gonna he's be, going it's gonna to be really make cool as a true freshman, year. but I hope it's you know they, I hope they get him on the field as much as possible. That is a a next level uh, athlete right there. Uh, so yeah, South Carolina over six and a half, good pick. I would um yeah I would agree. Yeah, no matter no matter which record you take, me or Michaels. Or the prediction, like we said, I think we can um, all see the over six and a half is a great bet. Um, I really think they're going to hit it. I myself am almost as confident as Michael is in his Texas Tech over seven and a half wins, but we'll get to that once we get to the Big Twelve. Um, quick disclaimer: me and Michael were just um, texted a little bit during the episode, and just um, for time restraints and not wanting the episode to go too far over. Um, our time mark, we're going to split the SEC into two episodes. So the SEC East will either be coming out Sunday or Monday yes. of this week when you all hear it. And then we will be dropping the SEC West on Tuesday or Wednesday. Um, but moving on to our next to last team in the SEC East. And a team we've talked about a lot, and they haven't even been our topic yet. It is Tennessee. And... I think it's a very interesting yeah. non-conference game they have to start off, which is Virginia. Obviously, um, on paper, it looks like Tennessee's going to win. Um, and I think they will, but I think it's going to be maybe. a more interesting game than people I, think. I'm not particularly high on Virginia on the account that they're not particularly talented, but who knows, maybe Virginia catches a Tennessee team that is still trying to figure out where where it's going without with the loss of Hendon Hooker, Joe Milton, first year uh well actually 
forget. It was actually his second year because he was originally the starter there at Tennessee, and he wasn't particularly good. He got booed off the field until they put he was you know he was. Hooker in there, and Hendon Hooker you know didn't look back. But I think Tennessee gets the win at UVA. Prob or against UVA, I think they'll probably win by a good deal as well. But yeah, they probably will. I just think it'll be an interesting. I just think it'll be an interesting game. It's just one of those week one games to where I don't think Tennessee's going to be fully ready for it, and I just think it's going to be lower scoring than people think. But um, Tennessee's definitely going to get the win there, and then. Um, I just want to go through these next two games real quick because I have my most exciting unknown game of the year I want to talk about, which we're actually going to take a little bit to talk about, unlike most of the games on here. Um, I think they're going to beat Austin Pay in Florida. And then week four, they're going to play a team that no one's talking about, which is UTSA. And hey, that Frank team Harris has a guy named Frank Harris dog. at quarterback. Michael, you want to talk about Frank him. Harris? He he's good. He's good. Now, if you didn't watch any UTSA games on you, shame on you. But he's good. Uh, he was real talented. He he's gonna he's gonna make sure that uh, people know his name after the Tennessee game. I think I think he's gonna have a. Oh, oh no, 100%. I think he's going to be a high draft prospect, and while I do not think they're going to beat Tennessee, I think this is going to be a crazy game. I think Frank Harris is going to have an absolutely insane stat line, even versus an SEC caliber defense like Tennessee, whose secondary is never good. Um, I just cannot wait for this game, and just no one's talking about it. I don't know if it's going to get any traction, or if anyone's going to talk about Frank Harris, but... If you watch this UTSA team last year, which again they don't play yeah. the greatest conference um, in the world, their competition isn't always he great. He will Frank Harris show insane. out for that game. I don't know. If, I don't think UTSA will win per se, but I think they will make it definitely interesting. I would agree. Um, but then we agree that Tennessee will be four and zero. Going into the South Carolina game, we already talked about this. We think Tennessee's going to end up with a W. I had said South Carolina, but Michael, you thought Tennessee, and and I I I do think rationally Tennessee would be the correct pick right there. Um, but then going in going into the Texas A&M game, I think this is going to be a really good game. But Michael, I don't know about you, but I think Tennessee pulls it out. Now a lot of this is dependent on if Joe Milton can really get it done, and if this offense is anywhere near the same it was last year, which it probably won't be. Uh, but yeah, I, I think, do think the offense will be they good beat enough South Carolina. Then they have to get a bye these wins South Carolina and Texas a and I think that bye week is huge for them. However, I could definitely see this being a game that, for some ever reason, they over try and overlook. A&M because the next week they have Alabama. That is one of that's a game that they definitely have circled, and I would not be surprised if they overlooked A and M. Um, I think 
It's close, but I think Tennessee will still win. But it's going to be a very close game. Uh... No, yeah, I think um, I think it's going to be a great game for Texas A&M. I'm really excited to see what Jimbo Fisher is going to do this year. But... Obviously, they couldn't get rid of him because of how big his contract was, and they didn't want to bite the bullet on that. But um, like you were talking about, circling that Alabama game. Um, I'm not going to bet on it because we already know the odds are going to be favored their way. But just considering what it meant and how important yeah. that game was last year and the fashion in which they yeah, won, this is I cannot imagine Alabama's a world where Alabama does not game win that they game, gotta win the especially most. being home. Um, and so, yeah, I think Alabama gets to win. I think it's Tennessee for me it's Tennessee's first losses for y'all for you Tennessee's second loss but I think that happens uh next week they have Kentucky um this is a game that I think Tennessee will win and I already said that Tennessee was going to win however you know looking at it on the schedule I would not be surprised in the slightest if Kentucky won because this is one of those games where you have the carryover effect, and especially, especially if Tennessee ends up beating Alabama, if Tennessee beats Alabama, you need to put some money on Kentucky money line, because, yeah, because that's a game right there where Tennessee, you know, uh, especially since carryover Kentucky's home. effect of them winning such a big game, beating Alabama twice, then, uh, you know, they're gonna go crazy and stuff like that, and then. They have to go and play Kentucky. And as I was saying about Kentucky, and this was the team that I was really talking about when I was talking about them, if you're not there gonna, to match them physicality-wise, then it's going to be brutal because Kentucky will eat you if you're not there to match them physicality. And having on the road that – so with all that being said, I think Tennessee will win because they're oh, not going to be – you know, as you would say, drunk off success. So basically, they're not going to be going crazy off that Alabama game. They're going to lose. They're going to want probably a game to go out and show they can win it. And I think they will win against Kentucky. But if they beat Alabama, put some money on Kentucky. That's what I'm trying to say. I, um... Well, I'm I don't saying, know about I'm the betting part, but I do think it'll be an interesting if game, they beat especially if they um they beat Alabama. But no, just for the sake take, of rationality, you take Kentucky spread. There you go. That's right there. And I'm saying you're gonna you're, you're gonna lose the money you put on them. That's what I'm saying. Okay, Kentucky spread. I see. I thought you were gonna take the money line, but um, all right. Well, I have Tennessee. One, two, three, four, five. So I have six and two, <laughs> or I have a seven and two yeah. Tennessee going into UConn. Um, Tennessee's actually home. No need to talk about it. Michael, they're going to Well, I um, will say, I don't Missouri think the week later, nothing to talk about. The same about. thing that I was talking about. Win. Well, the same and thing then, I was talking about um, It's true for this game. This is a game that a team, if they're not prepared, oh I overlook them preparing for Georgia. And then, uh-oh, now you're down two scores against Missouri. I'm not saying it's going to happen. I'm just saying if 
they were to lose a game that we're not projecting them to, that would be a game where they're not where they're overlooking. I mean, how many times in a season do you see a team that overlooks an opponent? And then, well, um, yeah. probably. You see it a lot of times, but you can overlook Missouri and still win. Because Missouri okay. is awful. You know what? Actually, funny enough, I don't even slightly disagree with you. I completely disagree with you, and I wish I could say the same for the next game. But I'm unfortunately going to agree. Uh, and that what Georgia I was saying in the Georgia beat Tennessee, one, uh, and I don't want to talk about this long. So but Michael, what are your point, very quick thoughts about out the Tennessee offense on how to stop it, uh, especially their pass attack? Uh, they like to what they like to do is they like to throw it short a bunch of times, um, and then once they, like they throw it short like two three times. And then they run a hurry up, and then they throw a uh, go ball, and then boom. Uh, Georgia, however, just stays in like a five, six, five, ten yard drop, and they don't let you go over the top. And eventually, something happens, and their defense makes a stop. And that's basically what's happened the last two seasons. You can go back and watch their games. Uh, so yeah, uh, and then their final game is against a Vanderbilt. And I think, and it's probably going to happen that. again this so year. So I have them at ten and two. What do you have them at nine and three? Um, nothing to talk about here. Uh, so you look at their projection. I have them at nine. Uh, uh, no, I have them. So I had them at ten. Um, yeah, yeah, I have them at nine and three. Yep, because I have them dropping. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised. That, I, I think. Uh, I hope you could agree with this that. You would not be surprised if the either the over or the under hit. I think those are both have. The... I don't know. But and if I was uh, a betting man, strength I'm going to take the under. But I wouldn't um, be too shocked to be. I would actually think, be kind of shocked. If and the question, hit, obviously, the question mark is Joe Milton. Is Joe Milton the quarterback you think he is, or? Is, some people um, think it. I mean, Tennessee fans are, you know, proclaiming that he's the next Jesus Christ, um, the savior for, of Tennessee football. I mean, it, you could convince, I mean, the average Tennessee fan would probably say that Joe Milton is more important in their lives than any other person. Um, I mean, the way they talk about him for a guy who played um, really, he started two games last year. It's insane. But I understand the arm talent is, you know, out of this world. It's just kind of crazy that Tennessee fans have sort of forgotten his first time as a starter. But uh, what? Um, strength, I think they have a lot of really good, um, you know, offensive options um, that I think will make it easier for um, Joe Milton, um, while they did lose the likes of Jalen Hyatt, Hyatt and um, oh, Cedric Tillman, um, their team is still really nice. Uh, Brew McCoy is a really talented receiver. Uh, same with Squirrel White. Those are two really talented receivers that um, will definitely make an impact. Um, I think the running back, and their running back, uh, Jabari Small, he 
be interesting, to say the least. Squirrel um, White's going to have a crazy year. I agree. I agree. It's gonna um, it's gonna be an interesting year for the Tennessee Volunteers. Um, a statement of which I cannot say even in the slightest for the Vanderbilt um, Commodores. Um, Michael, before we get into the schedule, do you, the have, do you have any major you know, Vanderbilt, Vanderbilt is talked about as you know they're the doorstop. If you you know they're the they're the team that everyone beats up on, but. I think right now Vanderbilt is moving in the right direction, in my opinion. As crazy as that might sound, I think they are moving in the Well, Clark Lee's only been there. He's only been there. This is his third season, I believe. I mean, I think in a very slow sense they are. I mean, they had some, they had some really good wins last year. I mean, yeah. I mean, they had a great win versus Kentucky last year. Like, they're they're winning some bigger games. Like, I I'll give it to you. But as far as this year is concerned, like, I don't think their schedule yeah. is right, awful so compared to what it's been in the past. But just the end of their schedule and most of their um, conference plays is going to be hard schedule. for them to win. But. Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, I actually think. Um, I was just gonna go into week one, which was Hawaii. Uh, I, I think they win. The next um, week, Alabama A and M. A fun week zero Vanderbilt. game there. I think they're gonna um, put a lot of points. I think they're gonna and, win that uh, one. I think they'll get a pretty handy uh, win right the there. The next game against Wake Forest. Um, I agree. This is gonna be interesting. This is this is the Sam Hart Wake Forest. First time in a long time. Um, I think Wake Forest is gonna have a hard time finding their identity this year without uh, their quarterback. Vanderbilt's and, gonna um, win this game. I could see and Vanderbilt picking up this game, game, and as of right now, I'd UNLV. say they are. Michael, so, um, do you do you disagree? You think about Vanderbilt. It went for They start the season off four and zero. They accomplished all their goals, and you know the fourth win. Uh, here's how I look at it, right? Now. Vanderbilt is like they will start the season off four now. That that is going to be kind of crazy. Creed says his only New Year's his New Year's resolution is to do a cartwheel. Uh, if you remember that episode, and then he does a kind of bad cartwheel. And Michael's like, uh, "All right, yeah," and he's like, "Yeah, I did it." You know, they went four zero. They they went yeah. over the win total, and it might not be the best, but now at this point, anything anything else is extra. Yeah, they did they uh, did their own thing. They did their own thing basically. Now, yeah, I um, <laughs> if they end up going four and zero, and then they're home to a Kentucky team that is very mad. That they beat them last year, and I'm very mad that they beat them because of my parlay. It's gonna be a fun game to watch. I don't see. Actually, I kind of do see a world yeah. where Vanderbilt could pill it out. I have Kentucky I mean, winning this game, you can, you can and that's see a my world that's my opinion Vanderbilt as of right now. But I mean, that would be hilarious if Vanderbilt won out that game and then started off five and. <laughs> no, I want to think about that. That would be hilarious. I would love to see it. Oh my! I don't even. Consider oh, I don't even want to think about that. Vanderbilt and we both think okay. Kentucky's gonna win. You know, 
I don't want to think of a world where Vanderbilt is in the top 25. Uh, I just, I'm not a huge fan. I'm okay. just not, I'm, I've never uh, been a huge fan, like he said, to the doorstopper. Uh, you know, just, they'll make a wish kid onto the field. I, just, okay. I, I, I don't want to see them succeed. I'm fine with where they are right now. <laughs> He'll be like, boo, I want to see Derek Henry. <laughs> Oh no! That's not Kayla Williams. <laughs> okay, moving on. Um, we did. Oh my gosh. Um, moving on to the Missouri game. Um, I think we had Missouri winning this game in the schedule. I think this is kind of a toss-up, but I do see Missouri winning this game. So, um, Vanderbilt will be going in to the yes. Florida game four and two. And then they will proceed to lose to Florida, Georgia, Ole Miss, Auburn, South Carolina, and Tennessee. Uh, yeah, I have to agree. Which will um, they will be four I and think, eight. However, I think it's as a good it bet as right well. Now, uh, I think I think the over the, three and a half is a pretty good bet. You know, it might not be a lot. Four wins is not great by any means. Yeah, I mean. Plus, there's some questionable games in there that they could pick up. I mean, it's not going to be easy, but I think so. Hawaii, Alabama, yeah, I mean, and who knows? Maybe Wake like, Forest, you know, UNLV, they all should win. Are, and I can see not, them beating a Florida or Missouri on any given day with how bad those teams are going to be this year. Go on the road, and they got a big game coming up the next week, or they had one the previous week. Who knows? Maybe Vanderbilt catch them slipping. I mean, if Vanderbilt makes a bowl game. It's going to be surprising. It wouldn't be too surprising. All right. If Vanderbilt makes a bowl game, I'm trying to think of what I can buy. I will buy a Vanderbilt flag to hang up on my wall in my room. That's what I will do if they um if they make a bowl game. But as um, embarrassed as I am to say this, Michael, I know absolutely. I think their biggest about strength Vanderbilt and, and what they have coming into this year. Do you want to take away their um strengths? Uh, just the this? fact that Clark Lee is building something nice. Um, he, I mean, he's a pretty good, you know, coach so far. I think defense is a big thing. I think their best player to me is uh, Anthony Orje. He was a linebacker last season. He had 92 tackles, 13 for a loss. Uh, he's a really interesting linebacker. Uh, who He is a uh, senior, so, yeah. Um, I don't know. But yeah, like you said, coaching, um, coaching their strength, that that player weakness, I just their talent and their track record. Better. But um, take this as a compliment or an insult. Mean, but I think Vanderbilt's going to have a very Vanderbilt year this year, and you can take it as you may. So, but that wait, oh, uh, no, yeah, it's um, it's true, um. Well, that really rounds out the SEC East. Oh, unless you have one more thing to say. Okay. Well, um, 
that rounds out the SEC East. Um, glad we could give a little bit of a prediction slash overview for each of those teams. Um, like I said, this episode should be out to y'all by um, Sunday or Monday. What day would that be? It would be Sunday the 6th or Monday the 7th. Um, and then the SEC West part two of this episode will be out um, either Tuesday or Wednesday, <laughs> the 8th or the 9th. Um, as, I, as I promised, I would like to shout out some of our dedicated first-time listeners who are some absolute G's. Shout yeah. out to Max and Evan. Y'all, y'all are some real ones. And um, to everyone else listening, um, we have some really big things planned. And um, we, uh, we really uh, appreciate so everyone good. who's listening so far. Uh, we're going to have some and, definitely um, interesting content. This is just the beginning, Michael. Um, um, uh, how do you feel about the future of the College uh, Football Degenerates podcast? Season starting. Which is just a few days away. Uh, so make sure you're following the podcast on wherever you're listening to. Make sure you follow the socials uh, to keep you updated for our plans moving forward. So yeah, um, uh, that was the episode. Uh, any- All right, bye-bye. Yep, that was um that was it. We'll uh we'll see you in the next one.